Hi, my name is Rhonda Minga, and I would like to welcome you today to Freedom Ministries in Crossed, Arkansas. I invite you to connect with us online at freedomministriescrossed.com. Now let's take the time to pray before we tune in to today's message. Lord, I lift you up, and I just pray that you draw us by your Spirit. I pray that you show us your Word. You give us great and mighty revelations of who you are and how you want to move in and through us. Lord, be with these people as they tune in now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Give you praise, Jesus. Glory. Pastor Dana was said that God laughs at his enemies. <laughs> Hallelujah. You know, that's a scripture. It says he sits in the heavens and laughs. Hallelujah. I was, we were up here last night. She was playing and I was just walking the perimeter inside praying. And I come across that back wall back there. And God, God said, I laugh at my enemies. She didn't know I said that. But he, he said, I laugh at my enemies. I laugh at my enemies. You know, all of these people that worship the devil, there are people out there that worship him. He's got them convinced that one day, somehow, Satan's going to win. I've read the end of the book. The devil stands no chance of winning. God laughs at him. The devil is a created being. God is the creator. All God's got to do is thump. And it's over. It's over. But somehow we give the devil lots of power. We give him lots of strength. But the word says, greater in me is he that's in me than he that's in the world, Brother Ernie. Greater. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. Hallelujah. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. Hallelujah. Did y'all know Jesus is risen? <laughs> Hallelujah. He, like Pastor Dennis said earlier, he's not on the cross anymore. He's not in the tomb anymore. He's seated at the right hand of the Father. The position of power and authority. That's what the right hand means. He has all power and all authority. 
Hallelujah. And he give it to us in his name. Hallelujah. The title of this word this morning is called The Great Exchange. The Great Exchange. It's about covenant. I looked up the word covenant. A covenant, I'm going to just read it, is a relationship. A covenant is a relationship between two part partners who make binding promises to each other and work together to reach a common goal. And then I looked this up, it says a covenant is different from a contract because a covenant is relational and personal. A contract, you can have a contract between somebody. You do this, and I'm going to do this. A contract. And you don't even have to know the person. But a covenant is personal. A covenant is a relationship. God cut covenant between himself and man, and God designed the covenant. That's very important. Man didn't design the covenant. God designed the covenant. And because God designed it, that means it's foolproof. There is no flaws in it. There's no loopholes in it. There's no weakness in it. God's covenant with man is strong. It is solid. It is undefeatable. And it cannot be altered. We were praying this morning and the word come forth to not be deceived because deception is running rampant. And I'm not talking about the people that don't know whether they're male or female. I mean, we know that that's deception going on there. There's deception in the church. There's deception in the body. There's deception in things that are being taught that they take it and twist it a little bit or add something to it. That's deception. And that comes from the enemy. God's covenant cannot be altered. And it is eternal. Let's go to John chapter 10, verse 27. Ten twenty-seven. Jesus said, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. He says, I know them. I have a relationship with them. I know my sheep. They know me. 
that dog Julie was talking about knew who had the authority. <laughs> he knew when the authority spoke. Hallelujah. Said verse 28. Says, And I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. No man can make you lose your salvation. No man. You'll never be able to stand before God and say, my wife did this, that's why I didn't serve you. My husband did this, that's why I didn't serve you. No man will be able to pluck you out of God's hand. That's in his covenant. Verse 29. My father which gave them me is greater than all, and no man shall be able to pluck them out of my father's hand. Verse 30, I and my father are one. Jesus and God are one. They're inseparable. Let's go to Hebrews chapter 13, verse 20. Verse 20. It says, Now the God of peace that brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant, make you perfect in every good work to do his will, working in you that which is well-pleasing in his sight. Through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. This is an everlasting covenant that Jesus, that God made through Jesus. It's everlasting, which means it is eternal. And it never loses its power. It never loses its power. No matter how long the earth remains, the blood covenant of Jesus is just as strong in us as it was on the day of Pentecost. It's just as strong. It's never lost its power and never will lose its power. Verse 21 says, Make you perfect in every good work to do his will. That, that word perfect mean, actually means complete. In other words, the blood of Jesus makes us complete. It, makes it, it means that we have everything we need to fulfill the call of God on our life. We have everything we need through the blood covenant of Jesus to walk in victory. It has everything we need to talk in victory. You can't walk in victory if you don't talk victory. I'll say that again. You cannot walk in victory if you do not talk victory. 
You have to talk it to be able to walk it. Hallelujah. You have to talk it to be able to walk it. Numbers 23, 19 says that God is not a man that he should lie, neither the son of man that he should repent. In other words, when God says something, God means what he says. And God says what he means. And God does not change his mind about the covenant. God does not change his mind about the covenant that he made through Jesus. You see, through the blood of Jesus is the only way to heaven. The only way. There is no other way. There is no other way. It doesn't need anything added to it. It doesn't need anything taken away from it. It is the way and the only way. When I said there is deception out there, there is some teaching going on right now that, you need, that you've got to follow all of these guidelines plus have the blood of Jesus to be saved. That's a lie. That is deception, but it's in the church. It's being taught. Jesus is the only way to heaven. Through the blood. Through the blood. He is the only way. He is the only way to walk in victory. When Jesus died on the cross and was resurrected, he sealed that covenant for eternity. That covenant is sealed for eternity. Hallelujah. It is sealed. Let me explain a little bit about covenant. See, a covenant, I'll give you an example. So you've got two groups of people. You've got a tribe of people or clan of people over here, and you've got one over here. Say, so this clan over here, they're strong. They're warriors. They know how to fight. This group over here, they know how to farm. They know how to hunt. They know how to, you know, do that stuff. They come together and make a blood covenant. This group says, we will protect you. And then this group's part of the covenant is, we will provide food for you. That's the blood covenant. They're bound by that covenant. That's what a covenant is. Each one, each, each group brings their strength to the table. So the covenant, the great exchange. This is what God brought, did. 
God created this covenant. And I'll tell you, it's a lopsided covenant. <laughs> it is lopsided. God says, this is what I bring to the table. I bring my unrighteousness to the table. That's what I give to God. God gives me, he brings his righteousness to the table. He gives that to me. This is a lopsided covenant, people. I bring my sin to the covenant, to the table. God brings his forgiveness to the table. This is, I don't know about y'all, but I feel it. I bring my unfaithfulness to the table. This is God, this is my part of the covenant that I have to give to you. I give you my unfaithfulness. God just smiles, says, I give you my faithfulness. I lay my faithfulness on the table. That's my covenant. That's my part. God, I lay my poverty on the table. I lay my lack on the table. God says, I lay my abundance on the table. I lay my supply on the table. I lay my never-ending supply on the table. That's the covenant. This is the covenant God come up with. Man didn't come up with this. God come up with this. If God come up with it, he wants us to have it. I come before him. I lay sickness on the table. God comes up and says, oh, okay. To match that, I lay healing on the table. You lay your sickness on the table, I lay my healing on the table. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God, I'm not capable. I lay my inability on the table. God just smiles and comes up and says, I lay my ability on the table. My ability. You can do all things through me because I lay my ability on the table. Hallelujah. I come up to the table. God, this is what else I got to lay on the table. I lay my weakness on the table. God says, oh, okay. I lay my strength on top of the table. Hallelujah. This is God's covenant. This is what he sealed with Jesus. God, I lay my prejudice on the table. When I'm talking about prejudice, prejudice is not just black and white. It's not, it's not just a racial thing. You can be prejudiced against somebody that has more than you. I say, I lay my prejudice on the table, God. God says, I lay my re no respecter of persons on top of the table. I cover your prejudice with this. See, when I lay mine on the table, he covers it with his. When I lay mine on the table, he covers it with his. He don't see mine no more. Hallelujah. I lay my sin on the table. He covers it with his forgiveness. 
And it's like, where'd my sin go? It's not there anymore. Hallelujah. I lay my hatred on the table. We can say we don't hate, but let's get real. There are some things, some people that we strongly dislike. God says, I lay my love on the table. I lay my love on the table. Then I come up to the table and say, okay, God, I got this too. I lay bondage on the table. I lay whatever I'm addicted to on the table. And it's not just drugs. People are addicted to all kinds of things. We're addicted to cell phones now. We're addicted to them. I'll even I'll say that. I spend lots of time on mine watching little sh short fishing videos, four-wheel drive videos. Go outside, work on something, come in, take a break, grab my phone. Uh-huh, yeah. We're addicted to stuff. God lays his freedom on the table. God lays freedom from every addiction on the table. Fear. God, I'm afraid. I lay it on the table. I'm afraid to do this. I'm afraid to witness. I'm afraid to step out in faith. I'm afraid to... I'm afraid to stand in front of people with a mic. I'm afraid to preach. I'm afraid to teach. I'm afraid to sing. God says, I trump that with boldness. Hallelujah. I say, I'll take my boldness and I'll lay it on top of that fear. God, I got another one I'm going to lay on the table. I'm going to lay confusion on the table. I don't know what's right. I don't know what's wrong. I hear all of these voices. This one says this. This one says that. God says, I lay my sound mind on the table. I lay my mind on the table. I lay the mind of Jesus on the table. I lay the mind of Jesus on your confusion. Hallelujah. See, this was the covenant. I'm sure there's a lot more I could add to that list. But this is the covenant that God made with man. I give you this. I give him my life. He gives me his life and everything that it includes. So in reality, I really have nothing to offer. But God has everything to offer. He has everything to offer. You see, everything that the devil introduced 
into the world. All the deception, all the sin, all, everything he ever introduced into the world, all the sickness, all the disease, all the poverty, all the lack, the covenant, the blood covenant of Jesus covers it. Covers every bit of it. I'm talking about it covers it. It covers it. The blood covenant of Jesus defeated everything the devil brought into the world. Everything. The blood covenant of Jesus defeated it and established victory. The blood covenant of all of these things that I listed, what they actually are is repentance. It's repentance because repentance is turning 180 degrees. I was going this way. I was walking in poverty. God trumps that with his provision. He turns me this way, and I'm walking in prosperity. I'm going this way. I'm walking in sickness. God trumps that with his healing. And now I've turned 180 degrees walking this way. It's repentance. To enter into his covenant is repentance from the old way to his way. See, the Holy Ghost is the power that enables us to walk in the covenant of Jesus. The Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is the power. You know, the Spirit of God in the Old Testament used to come upon certain people. It comes upon the, came upon the king and it would come upon the prophets. But it was not, it would come upon them they would do the mighty deeds, and then it would lift. But because of the blood covenant of Jesus, the Holy Ghost comes upon us and never leaves. The Holy Ghost comes upon us and never leaves. Hallelujah. So Jesus died on the cross and was resurrected so we could receive the Holy Ghost. The Bible says that Jesus told them, says, I have to go so I can send the Holy Ghost back to live inside of you. John 16 Verse 7. John chapter 16, verse 7. J 
Jesus said, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth, it is expedient for you that I go away. For if I go not away, the Comforter will not come unto you, but if I depart, I will send him unto you. Jesus had to fulfill the blood covenant for us to be able to receive the Holy Ghost. And the Holy Ghost is what gives us the power. The Holy Ghost is what gives us a sound mind. Let's look at 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. It says, For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. That sound mind has been hitting me a lot here lately, probably for over a month. A sound mind. And it's because deception is running so rampant nowadays that we have to have the mind of Jesus to survive. We have to have the mind of Jesus. You think, well, I can't be deceived. I, I come to church. Eve walked with God. She was a child of God, created in God's image. And Satan deceived her into thinking that she was missing something. The devil is good at his job. He is good. But he's not better than a sound mind. He's not better than the mind of Jesus. We've got to have a sound mind to survive. Second Timothy 1, 7, that scripture to me, sums up the new covenant. We don't get a spirit of fear, but we get the Holy Spirit of power. We get the Holy Spirit of love, and we get the Holy Spirit of a sound mind. That's the, that's the new covenant in a nutshell. Acts 4, 31. It says, and when they had prayed, this is the dis disciples, the place was shaken where they were assembled together, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, and they spake the word of God with boldness. In Acts chapter 2, the disciples were filled with the Holy Ghost. In Acts chapter 4, they were filled with the Holy Ghost. They needed more. They wanted more. They knew what, they were what was happening. They were persecuted. A few scriptures before this, let's go to... Acts 4, verse 8. Peter and one of the other disciples had already been arrested. 
They were held overnight. They were arrested and brought before the uh, Pharisees because they healed a man. But in verse 8, Then Peter, filled with the Holy Ghost, said unto them, You rulers of the people and elders of Israel, if we this day be examined of the good deed we've done to the impotent man, by what means he is made whole, be it known unto you all and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, see, these are the same people that arrested Jesus and had him crucified. And now here Peter is standing in front of them saying, you're the ones that crucified him. You're talking about some boldness. It says, you crucified him, whom God raised from the dead. Even by him does this man stand here before you whole. This is the stone which was set at naught of you builders, which has become the head of the corner. Then verse 12 says, neither is there salvation in any other. For there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Verse 13 says, And when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men, they marveled and they took knowledge of them that they had been with Jesus. To have a sound mind is not determined by your education. It's not determined by how much you know. It's not determined by how many scriptures you can quote. It's not determined by anything except spending time with Jesus. That's how you have a sound mind. You spend time with Jesus, you're going to study his word. You spend time with Jesus, you're going to pray. You're going to praise him. You're going to worship him. A sound mind is created when we spend time with Jesus. The Bible actually says that the sons of God are those that are led by the Spirit. The sons of God are those that are led by the Spirit. So today... You need another touch from the Holy Ghost? Are you happy with your mind? I need to lay hands on my own head. <laughs> Hallelujah. I'm going to show y'all something. I don't wear a suit. I told Eddie Wayne that. Says I, it, it's rare. But I was praying last night, and God showed me something. I didn't have a red tie. This is as red as red as ties I got. But I'm gonna show you what He showed me. Before Jesus, this is what you see. Before Jesus, what color is my suit? That's what you see. 
after I received Jesus into my heart, what do you see? This represents the blood. I wish it was solid red, but this represents the blood flowing down. We're cleansed from the inside out. From the inside out. You see, I got a little clean right now. Got a little clean going on. You can see a little bit. But then the more time I spend with Jesus, this happens. This happens. I still got a little black, little cover. This happens. This happens. The more time I spend with him, and then it's like that. But it starts from the inside out. It's a heart change. It's a heart issue. It's a heart issue. The only way our mind can be renewed is if we deal with our heart. My heart's got to be right. Every area that I've had to deal with, my heart's had to be right before I could get, get rid of it. Hallelujah. So if you want another touch from the Holy Ghost... I invite you down. Hallelujah. You need your mind renewed? This day and age, we're we are bombarded. You turn on the TV, they're going to sell you a drug before you get off, before the commercial's over. They're going to have you convinced that you're about to die because you stumped your toe. Thank you again for tuning in with us. If this word ministered to you, please consider sowing a seed to Freedom Ministries at freedomministriescrossit.com. We have made it available to you on the giving page. Thank you again. Go and be blessed in Jesus' name.